Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa mawala wa ba'd. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. All praise and thanks are due solely to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Choices, peace, blessings and salutations upon our master and exemplar, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Jazakumullah khairan for being with us uh, here this evening on the Isnad Academy. Alhamdulillah, it is, uh, it is a follow-up of the program we had the other night where we spoke about the uh, legacy of da'wah and specifically the legacy left behind by the amazing soul. May Allah Ta'ala have mercy on him, Buta Hanif Abrams. Um, we, of course, had Mulan Mu'ad Ali as one of our main guest speakers, Alhamdulillah. Towards the end of the program, and unfortunately, due to some technical difficulties, we lost the connection with uh, Mulan Mu'ad Ali. But Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala has afforded us another opportunity to have Maulana with us here this evening, inshallah Ta'ala. So I won't waste any time and bring Maulana straight on board. Uh, Maulana, Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. Wa Alaikum Assalam wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. I trust that Maulana as well, inshallah. Alhamdulillah. I hope that you are as well. Alhamdulillah, it's a, it's a pleasure to have Malina on board uh, so that the viewers may know. Malina has been a teacher of mine for many years. Alhamdulillah, I was at the good fortune of being a student of Malina. Uh, even before I became an official student of Malina, we used to go uh, in our own personal capacity to go and learn various things from Malina in Sherwood Park way back when I was in uh, first year and second year. And then I became a formal student of Monana as a full time in a full time capacity at the Darul Ulum in Strand, Alhamdulillah for uh, four years or so. And um, Alhamdulillah, Monana taught me many many things, and I'm sure that that everyone uh, you know who's who's who's, who's been through a, a program at Darul Naim or in Strand um, can also relate to having Monana as a teacher. So Barakallahu uh, Monana, a bit about about Molina's involvement these days, where's Molina busy, uh, what's Molina been up to, um, where we have the community taken benefit from Molina. Faddalu. Okay, uh, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Uh, <laughs> I didn't actually have any intention to speak about myself tonight. Uh, no. I wanted to continue the conversation uh, about the Tahanif, inshallah, yes. and about some ladies in the background also. Uh, that have supported the effort of da'wah, whether via Buta Hanif or in their own personal capacity. Uh, but as a bit of introduction, uh, perhaps, inshallah, uh, uh, obviously you are aware that uh, I was a teacher at Du'ayit, Darlum, uh, in Strand, uh, for some 18 years, alhamdulillah. Uh, but due to some sickness and so forth, uh, I was unable to continue there. These days, alhamdulillah, I'm a, I'm a full-time teacher at Darun Naim, uh, so that's uh, from Monday to Thursday. And uh, also, I also teach at certain other institutions, uh, such as Zahra Institute, Qamar uh, Institute. Uh, I, I also do teach at Mizan. Like tomorrow, I'm going to be teaching there again, inshallah. And uh, then I teach at Darul Safa as well, and uh, Mustafa Academy, and uh, that is in Athlone. They have two campuses, but the main campus uh, is in Athlone, and Allah knows best. And then you are aware that I'm uh, also at the Knowledge Zone uh, yes. with uh, Brother Shamil uh, Slamang. And uh, we are running a number of classes over there. Uh, I think especially the marriage classes, uh, there is quite a bit of interest uh, in that, uh, inshallah. Alhamdulillah, has been, uh, been very active on the marriage scene as well. So for all of those uh, watching, you know, if you haven't attended any of Manana's courses and classes on marriage, whether that is the road to Nikah, or uh, the actual, you know, after marriage, I'm not sure, I think it's called the Fiqh of Love. Uh, it's really mm. something that you should 
it will really enhance uh, your relationship, your, your marital relationship, so I do highly recommend that. Uh, the other evening we, we had a program, uh, it was first and foremost about da'wah and it was about the, uh, the legacy of da'wah that an individual uh, who for all intents and purposes is a, a layman in terms of you know alim, non-alim terms. So not an alim, not a hafid, but the legacy that a, a layman could uh, potentially pre, uh, leave behind and produce as far as da'wah is concerned. And then we looked at uh, the late brother Buddha Hanif Abrams and the legacy that he actually left behind. And subhanAllah, we were all taken aback and astonished by just how much effort he made for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, Mulana, uh, carrying on from that discussion, we then decided to have tonight's program, which is also about leaving a lasting legacy. And uh, Molina wanted to give us some insight with regards to the activities, especially of the ladies that Molina said in the background. Bismillah, uh, Molina. Let us uh, let us hear from uh, from this beautiful. The first thing I would like to say, tapping into what you've just mentioned, mm -hmm. is that uh, the official title that people used uh, for our brother in Islam and our father, Hanif Abrams, is that they called him Buddha. No. But uh, just to give you a quick uh, insight into into that statement. Uh, one of our, the Musallis at our masjid, Alhamdulillah, man, that is also active uh, in the Dawah effort. He went with us to Khanadindal uh, yesterday, Alhamdulillah, as a brother, Shakil, originally from Durban, he's, he's a revert. Uh, he told us yesterday that uh, I've been thinking which of these titles uh, is the most important title. Is it Maulana? Is it Sheikh? Is it Imam? But now that I see what people are speaking about Buddha Hanif, I realize Buddha is the yeah. ultimate title. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. And it is, it, is, it is a reminder that the title alone does not, it doesn't carry favor by Allah. The title yeah. alone is not the thing that's going to get you into Jannah. You understand? The thing that's going to get you into Jannah, into Jannah is doing Allah's work. You yeah. understand? Teaching Allah's deen. Inviting people to Islam. Feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, and supporting people. And when it comes to all of those things, there is no man that I know that better epitomize that than our beloved Buddha uh, Hanif. Uh, like he was fondly known as Mullah Zakaria Felendad indicated, he was fondly known as a Shahada machine. Allah. It doesn't matter where that man went, if he goes to the shop to buy a Coke for his family and a loaf of bread. He's going to meet somebody there and he's going to make dawah. Allah. And this is why Allah, Allah gave him, Allah gave him that blessing, Allah gave him that ni'mah, that wherever he went, people were embracing Islam. Mullah Gauda gave us an example of somebody even embracing Islam upon hearing that Buddha Hanif had passed away. So that yeah. man is in his qabr, but still is, 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 is getting shahada by the grace of Allah. How many people can say that somebody embraced Islam at your hands? You understand? That man is not only getting people to embrace Islam while alive, that man is from his qabr getting people to embrace Islam. Uh, Dr. Yusuf Arif told me that uh, Auntie Kamila, that is with the Hanif's wife now, uh, she told him that when she got the opportunity to visit with the Hanif in the hospital, and you know these days, uh, if you have COVID, uh, the hospital is not very eager to allow visitors. You understand? But Alhamdulillah, Allah granted her the opportunity to see her husband before he passed away. And then one of the final blessings that Allah gave her as well is that there was a lady that was a revert lady 
And that lady asked her, this man that you are visiting, who is this man? Because he's a very special man. Since he, since he has been in this ward, this man has been making da'wah and he's been yes. inviting people to live better lives and become better human beings. So she wanted yeah. to know, it's like, is he a Molina? Is he a sheikh? Who is he? Is he somebody famous? Somebody I should know. You understand? So he's lying in the hospital. The man is dead sick. The man is dying, but the man is still making the da'wah. You understand? The man is still making the da'wah. The man is still positively influencing people. Allahu Akbar. I think it is it is one of the greatest favors that Allah has bestowed upon me. That Allah has given me the opportunity to be, to, to be the friend of such a man. And in, in, in certain small little ways to have assisted, to have assisted uh, some of his da'wah efforts. But undoubtedly, Buta Hanif was the most dynamic, most energized and motivated man of da'wah that any of us have known. You understand, you've heard what Molana Ali Gaudi had said. You've heard what our brother Abdurrahman Bailey had said. Molana Abdurrazak. Molana Abdurrazak, I can tell you that man can speak six hours about Buta Hanif and the things that Buta Hanif have done. You understand? You saw how he was going on and on yes, and on. Da, 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 da. He said just, he said like just like one more thing probably like five times before he <laughs> yeah. actually concluded. Yeah, so in that man's head, there are so many experiences. Allahu Akbar. All of us, we just sit together and we relate to it to one another, the experiences that we had with the Hanif. And then one moment we are laughing and the next moment we are crying. Allahu Akbar. It is true what Mullah Zakaria Afilenda uh, had said. One Maulana was not enough for that man. One organization was not enough for that man. That man had enough energy to energize a number of Maulanas in Shuyuk, a number of uh, institutions. Maulana is aware that he was involved at uh, Discover Islam, he continued to yes. be. And uh, that is at Darun Naim. At Darun Naim, Maulana Buta Hanif was, was, was our go-to man. Anything right. you needed. You had the internet problem, you had a computer problem, you needed your bill to be paid, the masjids, electricity needed to be looked after, the masjid is this or that. The first man you turn to is Buta Hanif. He was the man that gets it done. Alhamdulillah. Really, really, we pray and we ask Allah must overlook any shortcomings. Allah must reward him uh, most handsomely for the good deeds that he has done and that Allah must grant him the highest jannah. I can actually relate like exactly like what Molina is saying. Um, during my time at the Discover Islam Center, if we arranged for any da'wah event, yes. the difference between having Buta Hanif on board for that event. Now, he was always on board, but he also had his own projects that he was busy with, like the Ghanadendal project and so on. Yes. So if it if there was no clash, then he would be there. But if there was a clash, he would he would give preference to Ghanadendal because he was the only one really serving there. Yeah. It was such a huge difference. If he's on board, my mind was at ease. My heart was at ease. I knew everything was going to be taken care of. But if he wasn't on board, I knew, right, the pressure is on because now Allah I'm going to have to fulfill all of those roles. And it was a, it's a huge difference and everybody would attest to this. So really, indeed, uh, Rahimahullah, Allah grant him all the highest of Jannah. Amen. 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 Like uh, one thing that really struck me about the Hanif, you know, uh, everybody works mm. and they're always looking forward to holiday. You understand? Yeah. Great, uh, great uh, eagerness. Uh, they're looking forward to holiday. To Buta Hanif, Dawah was holiday and holiday was Dawah. You understand? What do I mean by that? The same eagerness and vigor people had for Dawah, Buta Hanif had that 
uh, sorry, Maaf, the same eager and vigor that people had, eagerness and vigor that people had for holiday, put a Hanif head for Dawah. Yes. You understand? Uh, the way he looked forward to going on that Dawah trip. You understand? And he would be speaking to his to his children and his wife and his mother also and telling them, see, we're going to go on this Dawah trip. You understand? And we're going to be doing this and we're going to be doing that. Allahu Akbar. So to, 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 every, to everybody, it was like it was a holiday. Right. And uh, the other way around also, even when Buddha Hanif took his family on a holiday, like maybe he took, take, took them to the wilderness, then any contact he had with non-Muslims, you understand? And even Muslims, you understand? Instant dawah. But the Hanif would perhaps just be going to the shower, then he meets a guy there. Then he's going to be telling that guy something about Allah, something about the Rasul of Allah, something about deen. And how if you enter deen in your life, how deen will improve your life. Constant. You understand? So dawah was a holiday and a holiday was dawah. That is the man uh, that is Buddha Hanif, uh, inshallah. And this is the reason why uh, as you've heard, Maulana Zakaria Philander, he used to call him a da'wah uh, machine and uh, Allah knows best. And uh, whatever he was teaching people, you understand? It wasn't as if he was telling them about something that was not in his life. Mm. I need people to know that this man was a man he focused on first and foremost the reformation of his own house. How many people in Cape Town can say that all the children are hufad of the Quran. You understand? Four daughters that are hufad of the Quran. One of the daughters, by the grace of Allah, Allah has granted her the honor that she is the first female in South Africa to have uh, successfully completed all ten qiraat uh, of the Quran. And she has uh, competed uh, in numerous uh, Quranic competitions and uh, Allah knows best. Mm. Uh, well, two, if, two, I could, if I could perhaps if I could perhaps just comment on that that point there um, I know uh, we both actually know her teacher Manana Salim Gaby and I remember having a conversation with Manana Salim Gaby one day where he was telling me about Buddha Hanif because mm. uh, Buddha Hanif would take his daughter drive his daughter to Strand Allah I'm not sure how regularly this took place, whether this was twice a week or, or what the case may be. But Buddha Hanif personally drove to Strand. His daughter would recite and he would basically just sit there and wait for her every single time with sabr and contentment. And I yes. mean, her entire journey of learning, Malana Salim was just astonished, you know, at, at his at his sabr and his perseverance in his daughter's journey with Haif. But look at the results, subhanAllah. Alhamdulillah. So the commitment was not only his own life and strangers but that commitment was in his household uh, as well and uh, with it is him teaching his family and directing his family and even the other way around uh, in one incident uh, that happened is Buddha Hanif always attempted his utmost best to take an alim with him to Hanad and Dal to perform yeah. Jumu'ah but there have been occasions where he wasn't able to get an alim to give Jumu'ah so he had he spoke to some people myself he had his, his daughters assist him uh, in learning uh, how to mm. actually give a Jumu'ah. Mm. His daughters are not just a half a of the Quran. You understand? They, they, they haven't just uh, memorized Qira'at. They have also done certain Alima causes, such as the mm. Darun Naim course, such as the Du'ai uh, Arabic uh, course. You understand? Right. And uh, so they are, they, are, they, are, they are very qualified individuals. I have the honor, alhamdulillah, 
to have also been the teacher of, of Aisha and Sajida, brilliant students uh, by the grace of Allah. Either way, so they taught him even how to give a Jumu'ah. And in this way, even though Buddha Hanif, not an alim, you understand, but he became almost like the imam of certain regions. You understand, Khanad and Dal uh, and such, right? So he would go there and he would give Jumu'ah. During the week, he would sit and he would ask, Maulana, just give me a khadakhtam in. What can I, what can I teach the people this Jumu'ah? You understand? You give him an idea, inshallah, okay, speak about this, speak about that. Then he would go there and he would do that. And everything the people needed, you understand? Mm. People wanted, they wanted to get married, he would perform the marriage. A child was born, there was need for tasmiya. you understand? He would make the tasmiya. And uh, one journey that he took me on, Alhamdulillah, Allah, Allah gave me the opportunity to go with him uh, to Hanadendal, Greaton, etc. Then uh, he gave me the opportunity to make a uh, tasmiya uh, of a child as well. And yeah. he tried to be everything that he could for people that were interested in Islam. If you needed a plumber, something was going wrong with your water there, but the Hanif is there, putting pipes, mm. you understand, putting a tap. You understand? Uh, your bed uh, is becoming old, it's not working anymore, but the Hanif makes effort. You understand? Yeah, like I remember he took, uh, uh, I, I, I think it was a, a king-size bed, you understand, that right. he took with. You understand? Uh, to give uh, to one gentleman that had need of a bed. But Buddha Hanif tried to be uh, whatever he could uh, to move people in the direction uh, of Allah and to improve their life uh, in some way or the other. So regular parcels of food were given. Uh, monetary assistance uh, was given. Mawla uh, must understand, uh, we have people that are poor. Even in the best of times, you understand? When, when, when people have lots of abundance, there are still mm. people of limited means. Now, right. due to COVID and lockdown restrictions and the like, the poor are even poorer. But mm. the Hanif did his utmost to be there, whether it was food, whether it was monies. Uh, like, for example, uh, there's one lady uh, in Caledon, uh, her husband had passed away, and she has a number of children, I think at least uh, four children. And uh, there was no one, you understand, that uh, were willing to assist her financially. You understand? And Buddha Hanif and his wife, you understand? And his children, they made effort that the rent is paid. They made effort that there's money for food, etc. Just mm. yesterday, that lady told me uh, one of the things that she's looking forward to, inshallah, is she's looking forward to meeting Buddha Hanif one day in Jannah. Yes, I know. Allahu Akbar. Inshallah, Allah, Allah will give us all that opportunity. Amen, ya Allah will give us all that opportunity, inshallah. Mm. There's such a large gap in our life now, Maulana Irshad. Allahu Akbar, you wouldn't, you wouldn't imagine the many people that love this man. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Either way, I want to say, uh, Maulana Irshad, that Buddha Hanif, by the grace of Allah, he was the front runner. He was the one that was in the front. But there are people behind him, people that, that granted him that support and people that assisted uh, with the da'wah. Some people have assisted financially. Some people have gone uh, with him. Uh, there are brothers, uh, like our brother Rafiq Baigas, mashallah, mm. uh, who has assisted. We have brother Nadam that allowed us to use his van. Uh, there are some brothers that even gave us a taxi, like yesterday, we gave us a taxi. 
so that we can take the taxi and go to 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 Hanadendal and Caledon and Grayton and take some parcels and take some money. And then not only does he allow us to use the taxi, he even puts in the petrol, right? And uh, the petrol to there, you're looking at at least 600 rand, uh, inshallah. Right now, uh, I can't mention all the names. I've just mentioned mm -hmm. some names. There are many other names that uh, there isn't time to mention. And some of them do not want their names to be mentioned because uh, for fear that it's going to affect the ikhlas. You understand? And then obviously there are brothers that I don't know of, but Allah knows of them. Right? These are the males. But I need you to know more than I need everybody to know that there are women also in the background. Women that have either assisted with the Hanif or they are themselves pioneers in da'wah. And they are assisting mm. the deen of Allah directly without the assistance yeah. of any man. They are assisting Allah's people directly without the assistance of any man. Now there are many, mm. but in the circle of Butahanif's family and in the circle of Butahanif's associates, I would just want to mention uh, some of them, uh, inshallah. Like I've mentioned uh, Butahanif's uh, family. So I want you to know that Butahanif uh, involved everybody in his household. It mm. was his daughters, it was his wife, Auntie Kamila. Uh, may Allah be with her uh, in, in this difficult mm. time. And it was even his mother, uh, Auntie Maimuna. Mm. Uh, in these areas of da'wah, she was fondly known as Granny. Mm. Old lady, Allahu Akbar. I do not know her exact age, but mm. I would estimate that she was around 80 or so. You understand? But okay. even she went with on the da'wah journeys. You understand? Mm. And uh, Auntie Kamala had the honor and the daughters had the honor that after Buddha Hanif made the shahada of, of, of ladies, now the effort must come to teach you now the fiqh of deen. Istinja, ghusl, you understand? Wudu, you understand how to perform salah. Who's going to be teaching them all of these things? And some of these things are intimate things like haid, menses, mm. and the related Islamic laws. You understand? It's not appropriate for a male to teach that. So there were women in the background that were, that were teaching uh, people these things. Alhamdulillah. There are families where Buddha Hanif's wife, Buddha Hanif's daughters would sit with them and teach them all of these things. And teach them how to recite the Quran. That today these people are able to recite the Quran without any assistance. And they are, they, they, they are able to memorize uh, surahs of the Quran. And it was the barakah uh, of these ladies. And we have to mention these ladies. Absolutely. I wish you Absolutely. I think uh, Marina, I, I, it's, it's 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 a matter of, you know, we we fail in our duties often to to highlight the important role which uh, our ladies uh, play, and it's not always in supportive roles. Like often people think it's you know behind every great man is a great woman type of thing, but in the individual roles, they they are incredible uh, in in terms of their own independent roles that they play that males would either be completely incompetent with or they, they wouldn't actually be able to fulfill because they are they are specific you know and and like when i was saying a man i don't think uh, when a man teaches the bible of hayd to a lady can ever cover it as well as a lady That's would you know simply because there's just matters that a male wouldn't be and it wouldn't even be appropriate to to, to get into some of those nitty-gritties but uh, yes. the selflessness of uh, Buddha Hanif's family, Auntie Kamila specifically, um, to, to dedicate her time and sacrifice of her time and of her haq was really uh, astounding. And, and seeing Buddha Hanif sober with um, 
seeing with the Hanif Sabir with uh, with his mother, Subhanallah. Uh, you know, she she was there. Somebody commented that she was actually eighty seven years old, eighty eight years old. Um, Subhanallah. And and but the Hanif had so much sabr, you know, and so much love. Like he really uh, went the extra mile, and it was so admirable to see that he never, you could never see him losing his cool or getting irritated, you know. And it is just so admirable. So yes, Subhanallah, definitely. Shukran Malna for highlighting the role that, that the ladies had played. Yeah. Now this is something I want to tell you, Malna. Obviously, it's a good thing for a mm. son to be there for his mother. Right? But alhamdulillah, by the grace of Allah, we still find many sons that are there for their mothers. How many daughter-in-laws do you find there that are looking after their mother-in-laws? And this is what Auntie Kamila was doing. Do you understand? Uh, Auntie Memuna had become very old. where they were, they, they, You needed to have assistance even when it comes to going to the toilet. You understand? Mm. Which daughter-in-law in the year 2020 is doing that, Molana? Yeah, I'm no. telling you, which daughter in the year 2020 is doing that? Which, which, which son-in-law in the year 2020 has that love for his mother-in-law that he has for his own mother? Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. This is really, this is really a house, a house where the teachings of Islam, uh, it, 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 it is alive. And I want to add this, Molana. That Molina uh, Zafir, uh, I asked him, uh, ask your mother, uh, your mother-in-law, uh, what was her approach to the dawah effort uh, of Butahanif? And the response was, it was her aim to be for Butahanif, what Khadija Radla Anha was for the Prophet of Allah. Do you yes, understand? Uh, and so oh, there were times that Butahanif being that, 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 that stalwart, being that energized and motivated individual, well, now we have to admit we are still humans. Mm. And there are times in the path of Allah where you suffer. There are times in the path of Allah where there's a certain pressure upon you where you don't know that you are able to take it. You understand? Mm. And then you need somebody next to you. You understand? Whether it is a husband, whether it is a wife, you need somebody to remind you, no, Allah is with you, man. You understand? Mm. Uh, stick it mm. out. Uh, don't Absolutely. give up. You understand? Absolutely. And inshallah, Auntie Kamila was that for Buddha Hanif. And one of the, the, the issues that she put forward in the message that she posted is that Buddha Hanif was the doorway to da'wah, that side of the world, for her and her family. You understand? And he gave her the, them the opportunity to teach uh, those ladies. But now Buddha Hanif had passed away. You understand? And there's still much teaching that needs to be done. You understand? There's still much work that needs to be done. So in yes. some way or the other, other, we have to support Auntie Kamila and her daughters to continue the work that they did that side of the world. You understand? Da'wah, it is not just men of da'wah. You understand? They are women yes, of da'wah of as well. You understand? Sometimes in the background, sometimes in the forefront. But mm -hmm. they are there as well. And it, it, it needs to be known that they are there and they need to be granted uh, the support, the support uh, that is required and uh, Allah knows best. Absolutely. Um, Either way, so, so I'm hoping, inshallah, that Mulana Zafir uh, is the mahram now, uh, is the son-in-law. You understand that he will be able, inshallah, to, 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 to take them to Hanadendal still and to Grayton and Caledon. You understand? So that they can still assist those families and so that they can still uh, teach them deen and so forth. And if there are others, uh, mahrams in the family that can, that can assist them and take them there, uh, I earnestly implore them to do that. If there are ladies also, uh, that can grant them that assistance and that support, 
you understand, and take them there, you understand, in a safe manner, maybe with their own mahrams, you understand, going with, inshallah, that is definitely something uh, that needs to be done. So this is the, 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 the family of Buddha Hanif. It's a discussion on its own, uh, Molana. I can continue mm. to discuss. I can continue to no. discuss. Abu Hanif uh, had taught them. Abu Hanif had raised his daughters. You understand how his wife had been his support. You understand in moments where even he wavered, in mm. moments mm. Where, where even he had his doubts, uh, she was there for him, trying her utmost oh, okay. best to be the Khadija uh, for Abu Hanif. Uh, at the same time, there are other ladies as well. Like Maulana spoke about uh, Project Maida. Right? I just want to give the name correctly that it is Project Maida and not Al Maida Project because the, yeah. that name is out there as well. Uh, unfortunately, okay. I don't know what they are doing, but I do right. know what is happening with Project Maida. First and foremost, I have to say that I am not able to take any credit with regards to Project Maida. Uh, my involvement is, 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 is very limited. And inshallah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to increase uh, my involvement. All that I have done is that I, I've commended the organization and I will continue to do that tonight, inshallah. And here and there, I've delivered a parcel or so, you understand, uh, to needy people. However, what I want you to know, another female organization in Cape Town that needs to be supported. The entire directorate of this uh, project, Maida, are females. You understand? They are trying to do their effort uh, to support Allah's deen. Yes, there are men in the background that assisted them, like Buddha Hanif. Buddha Hanif yeah. was one of the individuals that encouraged the founder of this uh, project, Mu'allima uh, Zulfa Bayat, Kril, Kril Bayat, to have that pluck and that courage to go ahead and to plot ahead. She mentioned also uh, that Molina Khalil Hendricks was also one of the individuals uh, that guided her and that gave her that courage. And there are other men in the background, such as her husband, such as her husband's brother. I'm not going to mention their names. Uh, just today, uh, the husband told me, don't mention me at all, <laughs> because uh, I, I want to have ikhlas, you understand? And uh, so uh, I'm going to be faithful to that and not mention his name, <laughs> but just indicate to him. And I asked Maaf, uh, please forgive me uh, for, for, for doing that. But I have to mention there are some brothers that are assisting. You understand? Right. But it is primarily Muslim females, uh, alhamdulillah, uh, that are busy over here. And when I speak of uh, Mu'alima Zulfa, she has certain medical issues. She's a diabetic. Right. You understand? She's asthmatic. But uh, these are not things that have barred her from serving Allah's deen. They're serving Allah's people. And this is one of the things I want to highlight in tonight's discussion. You don't need to be a maulana. You don't need to be mm. a sheikh. You can just be a Buddha. You understand? Mm. And you can achieve by the grace of Allah. You can achieve yes, much more than many maulanas have achieved. I'm telling you, one of the highlights of my life is that I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to say that I'm a friend of Buddha Hanif. I'm glad oh, to say God. that in a small way I had assisted him. You understand? And Alhamdulillah, by the grace of Allah, I've taught Bukhari, I've taught Usul al-Fiqh, Mustalah, so many subjects. You understand? Yeah. And obviously, uh, I'm proud that Allah has afforded me that opportunity. But one of the main things that uh, I hope, inshallah, will be a means for me to, 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 to attain to Jannah is that the small little contribution I was able to make with regards to Buddha Hanif 
And uh, like, for example, now, commending Project Maida. You understand? Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that whoever is sponsoring them, inshallah, whatever meals are being distributed, that some of that reward comes my way also, inshallah. Amen. You know, uh, all of us, Molana, all of us. <laughs> inshallah. Uh, obviously, Molana, you're getting the opportunity tonight uh, to promote uh, this organization. So, inshallah, the reward is going your way uh, as well, inshallah. May I just request, uh, I see Mu'alima Zulfa is on uh, one of our viewers. If she could kindly just again post the, the details, if possible, the contact details as well as the banking details, uh, that would be great so that the viewers could um, gain insight into that, inshallah. Barakallah fikum. Sorry, Mu'alima, bismillah. No problem. Just to give uh, some background, Mu'alima, uh, there, there's a lot of history with Project Maida. Initially, they started out uh, just with the aim of uh, feeding people on the day of Eid. Uh, you know, on the day of Eid, we in Cape Town was a spokarach. You understand? Mm. We want to wear the best of clothes. You understand? Then we, 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 we attend lavish meals by the grace of Allah. You understand? Lekka steak. You understand? Mm, mm, mm. And, uh, and so forth. The problem here is there are individuals in our society, never mind new clothes, you understand? They don't even have clothes to that cover the aura properly. Mm. Never mind that at an expensive steak meal, uh, there's right. a possibility that that person is going hungry on the day of Eid. This is one of the reasons why Allah has instituted Sadaqatul Fitr. You understand? Mm. Added to this, Project Maida started out with the idea of feeding families on the day of Eid. Now Allah has granted such success that at the moment they are feeding 150 families a week. 150 wow. families a week, mashallah. And in Ramadan, the aim is to be distributing 300 to 400 parcels of food and others, other uh, assistance, inshallah. Thus, here on Eid, the intention is to be able to distribute between 1,200 to 2,000 parcels. And there are a number of areas that they are catering for. I'm just going to be now mentioning some of the areas, uh, like Hanadadal, you, you are aware of, you understand, mm -hmm. but the Hanif had made the effort, he had the insight, alhamdulillah, that prior to his passing, uh, he indicated to the people of Hanadadal, and he spoke to those that are running Project Naida, that you need to continue uh, feeding the people of Hanadadal uh, if yes. I ever were to pass. You understand? And that is a thing that has happened. But either mm -hmm. way, they are looking after Hanadendal, Grayton, Caledon, Ceres, uh, Ceres, Atlantis, uh, Botrava, Chatsworth, etc. In some of these areas, they are, they, they are fully established, inshallah, and it is a regular drop-off uh, of parcels. In some of the areas, they are starting out, you understand, and they are starting to speak to the ulama of the areas. You understand, so the ulama can first and foremost make dua for barakah, and then mm -hmm. also to direct them to the people that are truly needy. You understand? Right. The people that, that, that really need food, uh, etc. So there are weekly distributions and uh, some they are just starting out. In certain areas, they already established soup kitchens, like in Ocean View. But oh, Project Maida is still involved. You understand? It's not their soup kitchen. It is a right. soup kitchen of a local of Ocean View. But Alhamdulillah, Project Maida is in the background uh, assisting them, uh, inshallah. One of the greatest needs of, of Project Maida, which I want to mention right off the bat, is that they have a need for a vehicle that is large enough to distribute uh, all the parcels. At the moment, mm -hmm. the family, uh, they, 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 uh, this is now Zulfa Krill and, 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 and her husband, 
they are making use of their own private vehicle, a BMW. The BMW is not large enough to take all the parcels that they have to distribute, Molina. You understand? The boot is full, the back seats are full, you understand? And then you have to make two or three trips, right? It doesn't make sense at all. It isn't, it isn't financially feasible. They need something like a van. So this year, alhamdulillah, uh, they've opened an account at Nissan Milneton, right? And I would like Auntie Mualima uh, Zulfa uh, to basically uh, post uh, some details of that uh, as well, uh, if she's able to do so, uh, inshallah. So monies do not need to be given to them. You can contact Nissan Milneton and ask Project Maida, the vehicle that they intend to buy, we would like to deposit some monies uh, into that account. Uh, inshallah and uh, Allah knows best so uh, I think regarding uh, I think those those two groups of females inshallah is basically what I wanted uh, to highlight uh, I remember also now that when Buddha Hanif uh, became sick uh, Project Maida decided to cook a pot of food you understand on behalf of Buddha Hanif so that the people could make dua for Ishifa before I continue with that idea of the of the pot of food, I just want to say something on a personal note. You understand? And also the love that he had for his mother, uh, Auntie Maimuna. Buddha Hanif was in hospital for some two weeks. During that time, it was very tough. Mm. Right? I phoned him a few times. I WhatsApped him a few times. And he gave me some feedback as to what was happening in the hospital. And he was telling me, Maulana, it's very tough here. At night... People are struggling to breathe. I'm struggling to breathe. There are many nights where I fear that I will die tonight. You understand? Mm -hmm. So difficult is breathing. And then every morning they are pushing people out that have passed uh, during the night. You understand? Mm -hmm. So that's very tough. But at the end of two weeks, it appeared to us, many of us were hopeful, Mona yes. Ali Gouda, myself, Mona Abdurazak, uh, it appeared that Buddha Hanif was recovering. Yes. When I said, all of us were telling Buddha Hanif, Buddha Hanif, you are a strong man. You are a fighter. Mm. You need to be strong. You need to fight. Your family need you, Buddha Hanif. Don't give yes. up. And so Buddha Hanif was fighting and he was fighting and he was fighting. And even though his health was deteriorating, the man was fighting. You understand? Whether it was for his family, whether it was to continue his da'wah, uh, he was fighting. At the end, it started looking as if his health was improving. But unfortunately... His mother passed away. And when his mother passed away, Allahu Akbar, I think that is a thing that affected him mm. uh, very deeply, Maulana. The love, the love that he had for his mother, Allahu Akbar. I, I, I think, I think at the end there, when he heard that his mother had passed away, Allahu Akbar, it, 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 just, it just weakened him. It just weakened him. Mm -hmm. Like just something that some of our close friends and Darun Naim, uh, we have a we have a bit of a uh, we have a bit of a, of a chat group on WhatsApp. And every morning before Fajr, Allahu Akbar, Buddha Hanif would be already posting a hadith. You understand? Yes. And we'll be looking forward to the hadith of the day. In that two weeks while he was at, at hospital, Allahu Akbar so sickly, struggling to breathe. But every morning. He would still be posting his hadith. Every morning he would still be posting his hadith. But when his mother passed away, then the morning thereafter there was no hadith. Allah Akbar. 
in fact, Monana, uh, during those mom- those mornings while he was in hospital, um, I would often receive his hadith and look forward to it, and I would uh, I would respond, and I would ask him, "Abu Hanif, how are you doing?" And um, he would tell me, you know, Monana, I'm still struggling to breathe. I can't do without the oxygen. But as as Monana said, you know, he got to a point where I I genuinely believe that Abu Hanif has pulled through. And the last message that I sent to him uh, was, you know, may our, may our Rob's love and mercy be upon you, Abu Hanif. Um, you know, and that Allah grant him shifa. But again, when when we heard that his mother passed on, when he was in hospital, he told me actually he told me that. It looks as though his mother's on on a loss, and I can't imagine what that must be like for the man who loved his mother so much, and served her so much, to not be able to be with her in the last moments, you know, while struggling for his own life and fighting for his own life. Uh, I don't even want to begin to imagine how hard that must be. He had, um, he had been, Molina. He had been there for his for his mother his entire life, Molina. Mm. But at the end, he couldn't be there for her. And I, I see something of the wisdom of Allah in this, Mawlana. I see something of the wisdom of Allah. It is a reminder to all of us that the only person that will always be there for you, wherever you are, whether you're in a hospital, are stricken with COVID, whether your plane had crashed and you're in the Amazon jungle, or whether you're on some remote island because your ship had sunk, there is one being that will always be there for you, and that being is Allah. Allah has made our heart in such a manner, Maulana, that obviously there's a place for your parent and obviously there's a place for your spouse, but the, there's a place in your heart that should only be given to Allah. You understand? Okay. And Allah will be that one that will, that, 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 that will always be there for you. So as much as Buddha Hanif wanted to be there for his mother, you understand? If he had energy, if he had the ability, he would have been mm. there. But because he was he was weak at that time in fighting for his own life, he couldn't yes. be there for his mother in the final moments. Yes. And perhaps this is this is Allah's wisdom. Allah is reminding us that our ultimate, the ultimate beloved, the ultimate beloved is Allah. You understand? And Alhamdulillah, I commented in the in the Darun Naim chat that together they were in the dunya. And Allah had made it so that together they will be in the Akhirah also, inshallah. Inshallah. So he had been the first of her children now to have, to, to have passed uh, after her. And uh, Allah knows best. Right, I, I see Mu'alima Zufa has posted the required details, Maulana. Yes, alhamdulillah. You know, Maulana, uh, over the past couple, uh, first a bit of a funny one. So a, f- a few mornings ago, uh, I happened to be up and a message came through on my phone. And it was from Buddha Hanif's phone. <laughs> I got the oh, shock God. of my life. Because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Salam, what is going on here? <laughs> I'm getting a hadith from underground. But of oh, course, uh, I believe I was told that he's, he's, one of his daughters has, con- has decided to continue with the posting of the message. And I, I know hundreds of people. I don't even know if it, it might be thousands of people. For, for many years, we're receiving these uh, every morning, you know, the hadith of the day from Buddha Hanif. And uh, many have, have explained to me that they actually forwarded on to others as well. Uh, subhanallah so that was a bit of a funny one when i received the message from underground and then uh another thing that i've seen since our our panel discussion uh two nights ago i met many people who watched the discussion who didn't know buddha hanif but were completely taken aback not only by the person that we described 
but also by the fact that you know here is a group of of uh, of scholars you know students of deen imams and so on who, who are coming together and speaking about this this individual you know in such a way that they cannot help but feel uh, deprived that they didn't meet him subhanallah Allah, Allah, Allah. and uh, i think i think indeed we were very privileged you know to know because in fact i would go as far as saying Buddha Hanif set a standard for da'wah and you when i say you i mean myself i looked at it like this okay Buddha Hanif standard that is what i must compete with you know that's the level that i have to aim for if i'm if i miss that mark i just haven't made it you know uh, yes. and and subhanallah the, the fact that allah gave him that uh regardless of anything whether nothing held him back no vehicle no engine no time constraints no heart problem no energy no age restriction no knowledge or lack thereof no qualification no title it was amalu mm. you know it was just do for the sake of allah yeah, yesterday Molana, uh i told uh Mullah ali Gouda that uh, whenever i go to a maqbara and i look mm. around what is the first thing that i see i see people that could have been the umars of our time the Abu Bakr's yeah. of our time, the Uthmans, the Alis. They could have been the Khadijas, the Aishas, the Fatimas of our time, but they didn't. No. The most important and saddening thing I see when I go to Maqbaras is wasted potential. People oh, that could have been, yeah. but they weren't. But I'm telling you, Buddha Hanif, he was our Umar. He was yeah. our Umar. You understand? For Weinberg and for Darun Naim, Masjid and Madrasa, Buddha Hanif was our Umar. Allahu Akbar, Allah has truly blessed uh, Weinberg, Allah has truly blessed uh, Darunaim, the masjid, with, 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 with very and many good people, mashallah. People like Buddha Ismail Sambo, I've already mentioned Rafiq Beggars, you understand? Uh, Sheikh Isan Abrams, I must also mention. That is somebody really, uh, Maulana, I think also, that uh, if possible, you should have him also say some words uh, about Buddha Hanif, uh, inshallah, if possible. And, and what a jewel of a man uh, Sheikh Ihsan Abrams is also. Uh, a committed slave of Allah, uh, a qari of the Quran, a hafiz. There is no hafiz teacher I know, Mawlana, uh, uh, that, that, that I believe loves the Quran uh, more than uh, Sheikh uh, Ihsan Abrams. And uh, I, I, always tell, I always tell people, to me, is the ultimate hafiz teacher. Because, unfortunately, sometimes you, the Hif teacher can be harsh. And there's a, there's a lot of uh, hitting happening if you don't know your work. You understand? But uh, Sheikh Isan is that man that loves the Quran. And uh, you can take any child, Mulana, a, a child that is a naughty child. And you will imbibe him with love of the Quran. And then tomorrow yeah. that child is a hafiz of the Quran and is leading uh, Salatut uh, Taraweeh. Uh, yeah. Wallahi, uh, really, Allah has really blessed uh, the Weinberg community uh, with certain people. Uh, I've told the committee of the Daruna in Masjid numerous times that there's no committee like you uh, on <laughs> earth. You understand? I haven't met. You understand? Mm. I haven't met. Allah knows best, but I haven't met. You understand? Yes, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so fortunate to have and to be able to call such people friends, Molana. It is really one it's of like, the it's highlights. Like what Malala Zakaria said. It's like what Malala Zakaria said the other night. Uh, he wasn't just part of the committee, right? Yeah. He was the first in the soft, in the front soft, 
and he was the one also setting up for the people who would be in the front off. He wasn't just on the board of the Islam Center, for example. He would be the first at the Da'wah program and he would be the most active at the Da'wah program and the last to leave from the Da'wah program. And that's that's just another level altogether. Nobody would guess, Wallahi al-Azim, not a soul would guess that that man serving there is on the, on the board, you know, he's one of the yeah. executive members of, no one would guess because he was, you know, Sayyidul Qawm Khadimuhum. He was a living embodiment of that. Now, I don't know, something that scares me, uh, and, and I'm not just saying this because we're on a program and I'm trying to make a fancy discussion, but Wallahi, it scares me that that statement that Maulana made about um, going into the maqbara and seeing wasted potential. And often I, I have this thinking uh, inside of myself that, you know, of what Allah has given me personally, would I be able to justify my life before Allah and the day of Qiyamah in, in utilizing what Allah had gifted me to its max? And it, it, it's really a frightening thought. So Maulana. one of the, the main questions that I actually asked Maulana this evening is, what can we do? What can I do? What can all of us do to Maulana. work towards our legacies? Maulana, to respond to that, I need you to know that I believe personally, Maulana, that in the year after we will all regret. Some will regret that they didn't do at all. And some will regret that they didn't do enough. You understand? The highest you can hope for, Molina, is to regret that you didn't do enough. I don't yeah. think uh, anybody said this uh, more beautiful than Molali Gouda in one Jumu'ah uh, at Daruna in Masjid. Mm -hmm. uh, he tried to, 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 to explain what the dunya is all about uh, via an example. He said two men were walking to a tunnel. Right? It was a very dark tunnel. There were no lights in the tunnel. that It ran through a mountain. And they needed to be on the other side. When they came to the tunnel, there was an old man. And then the old man told him, told them that as you enter into this tunnel, you will be bumping into things. These things mm. are diamonds and very precious jewels. You need to collect it. Right? And by the time you exit the tunnel, you will not be allowed to re-enter it. So while you are in the tunnel, you must make sure to collect these jewels and these diamonds. Yeah. Right? So they entered the tunnel and they started walking. Then the one man said to the other man, this old man is speaking nonsense, man. Mm. You understand? How could these things be diamonds? The other man said, you know what? Uh, it's a possibility that the old man is speaking nonsense. But uh, I think I'm going to pick up a rock or two. You understand? Just yeah. on the off chance that it, that, that, that it might that be a right. diamond. You yeah. understand that the guy is right? So what eventually happens is that they exit the tunnel. And then both are eager to see that the one or two rocks that he picked up were they diamonds or not and then yeah. they come to discover allahu akbar it's the most massive diamonds that you can imagine yeah. so the first guy that picked up nothing that guy obviously is disappointed because he says what no diamonds so that would be our muslim i uh, sorry Mav. that would be our non-muslim brother or sister mm. you understand and as for the muslim brother inshallah he's the one that picked up some diamonds and now seeing that it is really diamonds, he's hoping and wishing that he could go back and go and collect more diamonds. So at the end of the day, Molina, I think it doesn't matter what you do. Uh, I don't think anybody really achieves their full potential. You understand? Mm -hmm. But we must do our utmost best to do the best that we possibly can. And we must look into our lives. 
and we must be able to be honest and admit that uh, Alhamdulillah, I did some good, but there was deficiency and I should mm. improve. You understand? And every day, even if you improve in the smallest of ways, inshallah, when we eventually die, that you die in the best condition that you have ever been. You understand? But none of us, none of us, Maulana, is able to worship Allah as Allah deserves to be worshipped. You understand? None of us uh, is doing for this deen and for the people of Allah's deen uh, what they deserve. You understand? Mm. But Alhamdulillah, our Lord, that is Allah, He is shakur. He is most appreciative. Yeah. Any small little thing that we do, inshallah, it, 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 Allah will reward us most handsomely for this. Amen. Like Amen. If, if, something I want to say about the Hanif. Uh, obviously, our greatest example in Islam is the messenger of Allah. He is our foremost example. You understand? The messenger of Allah, however, was in direct contact with Allah. The messenger mm -hmm. of Allah was a person that was protected from sin. You understand? While I am in a, I'm a sinner, I'm not in direct contact uh, with Allah. So the yeah. Prophet is my best example, but there's a difference between me and the Prophet. Then we have the Sahaba, Allahu Akbar. Now we're sitting with people that were normal people. But the mm -hmm. things that they did also, Molina, in the book I read about the life of the Sahaba, Hayatu Sahaba, for example, Allahu Akbar. Yeah. I tell myself, <laughs> these people are supermen, man. How can yeah. I ever be like them? But Allah in His infinite mercy, Allah in His infinite grace, Allah has now also given us the Buddhas. You understand? Mm. The Buddhas and the Titis that are doing oh, for Allah's deen. You understand? So this is what I, what I, I, what I wanted to say about what I don't, I don't think that the, the Buddhas out there, yeah. you know, the Buddhas out there and the Titis out there, I don't yeah. think they realize how much people with titles admire them. Allah I think Allah. this this program... Uh, and the one, of course, that we, that we started with should be an eye-opener to just how much we admire those Buddhas and the Titis because it is like against all odds that, that you achieve what you achieve, you know? Mm. Whereas with us, all opportunities are put in front of us. What excuse do we have? You know, Allah had given us the time uh, to go and study His deen. He afforded us the opportunity to to have a platform to speak to people on to be leaders you know if we were to speak and to invite people would uh, possibly follow us we have no excuse and yet often you know the buddhas and the titis of the world achieve way more than we ever could so oh, we wow. really we really stand back and look at them with admiration because we as i said before we can talk the talk but you know they walk the walk subhanallah Allah this is why, Molana, I have to say that you have no excuse. If Allah has given you the gift of Iman, and Allah has given you any of the teachings of Islam, one mm. ayah Allah allowed you to learn, one hadith Allah allowed you to learn, you are under amana to teach that. That is why oh. the Prophet of Allah said, Balligu anni ayah. Convey mm. regarding me even if it is one verse. Every mm. Muslim is a da'i. Every Muslim is a da'i. Whether you want to use the term da'i or you want to use the term tablighi or you want to use whatever term, you understand every Muslim is a da'i and you can mm -hmm. achieve. We have absolutely no excuse, Maulana. I am telling you, myself, uh, many of my friends that are Maulana's, Mullah Ali Gouda, Mullah Zakaria, you understand, Mullah Abdurazak, you understand, uh, yourself I would, I would want to include. If we can go to where Allah, inshallah, is sending Buddha Hanif, we are happy. 
The program uh, is confirmed with uh, with regards to Malala Taha and uh, Dr. Salim Parker, uh, Dr. Zamir Bray and Dr. Sadiq Karim. We, we will have a panel discussion on vaccines, uh, specifically dealing with the efficacy there of the rollout plan for South Africa and the Western Cape and the halal status of the vaccine. Uh, we um, we will really be unpacking, you know, those those pertinent issues that everybody's been wondering about and, and thinking about and sometimes even speaking about online and so on. So here we have the experts in, in the various capacities. Inshallah, this will be on Friday, not not last night. This is came on Friday coming, inshallah. It will be broadcast, uh, inshallah, on the Voice of the Cape. Simultaneously, we will have it on the Isnad Academy uh, platforms. So uh, I will be sending out some uh, some links to that in the week, as well as some uh, some ads, you know, just a little Facebook or, or WhatsApp post. Kindly do inform your loved ones, family and friends about that. Uh, it's opportunities such as this that we should uh, utilize to get the, the proper information, right? As opposed to, you know, he said, she said, we said, no one said. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is what the Isnad Academy is all about, like Isnad. And I actually want to ask Malina Ma'ad about that uh, later on. Malina, one of the, uh, uh, that is just a, diver a short divergent point there. Um, one of the, the questions that we often face, at least I, I receive this question very often, very, very frequently. I receive this question when we give da'wah presentations, when we give da'wah training. I receive this question when I do a course on salah. I receive this question when I do a course on tafsir. It's, it seems to be quite prevalent. We find that many people change their lives for the sake of Allah. They transform. They either attend Darun Naim or they attended an i'tikaf or they went on hajj. Something was the impetus for them to change their life and come closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah. But then, because their journey was somewhat personal, they find that not always did their partners follow them along on that journey, or not always did their children, or their parents for that matter, follow them along on that journey. And they now want to know how they can uh, get their family to experience the same. Malna, how would you address this, this type of problem? Okay, the first thing I want to say, Malna, is that uh, Hidayah lies totally in the hands of Allah. Hidayah does not lie in the hands of anybody else. If you look at the love that the Prophet of Allah had uh, for his uncle Abu Talib. Uh, Abu Talib, the Prophet Islam considered him a type of a father. Like uh, in the one hadith, uh, somebody asked the Prophet of Allah, where is my father? And the Prophet of Allah said that, my, that your father and my father are both in Jahannam. They are both in the Al-Fayyah. Some ulama say that what the Prophet of Allah was referring to when he said my father was not his own father, Abdullah, but rather uh, Abu Talib. You understand? Mm -hmm. if, that, if that is the truth, then you can see the love that they had for Abu Talib, that they referred to him as my father. Mm -hmm. Yet still, even the Prophet of Allah was not able to convince Abu Talib uh, to embrace Islam. So that is the first thing that we need to accept. 
Hidayah lies in the hands of Allah. And here I want to introduce, Molana, since we are speaking about some COVID matters as well, and the, the vaccination and so forth, I want to introduce uh, or speak about concepts such as yaqeen uh, and mm. tawakkul. You understand? Like, uh, unfortunately, I believe that people have a wrong understanding of what tawakkul means. Uh, it appears to me that people, uh, what they understand from tawakkul is do nothing and then just place your trust and reliance in Allah. That is not yeah. the true meaning of tawakkul. The true meaning of tawakkul is do everything that is within your human capacity. Mm. After you've done everything that is in your human capacity, you turn to Allah and you tell Allah that you are weak, you are ajiz, you are not able to, 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 to attain to your objective. Though you've done everything that is in your capacity, you are not able to attain to your objective except mm. with Allah's assistance. That yeah. is the meaning of tawakkul. So what am I saying? I'm saying doing do everything that you can to convince your husband, to convince your wife, to convince your children, you understand, to move in a certain direction. And after you've done everything that you can, then turn to your Allah and beg your Allah. Perform tahajjud. Cry mm. in the middle of the night, in the darkness, when Allah is, is calling out and Allah is asking, who is there that wants something from me so that mm. I can fulfill the need? You cry unto your Allah. Then I also want to add this. Unfortunately, Molana, Many of us, we were sinners yesterday. Mm. Then suddenly we pious. Now, how did we become pious? Somebody invited us very softly, very gently, very nicely. No. Now we came on piety, alhamdulillah. Now suddenly the, everybody in our world must be pious. And no. if they don't suddenly become pious as we have become, now we harsh with them. Mm. You understand? Harsh with your husband, harsh with your wife, harsh with your children. Now, obviously, I do believe in tough love. There is such a place, or rather, there is a place for tough love in Islam. But we must remember there's also soft love. You understand? Especially if you are a wife and you are dealing with your husband. You understand? Husbands can become angry very quickly. Let's, let's go out, man, sir. You understand? So if you can figure out how to especially speak. They're angry. Yeah, especially when they're angry. Yeah. If, 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 if you can learn to speak with love, with respect, you understand? Instead of telling people all the time, this haram, that is haram, Allah you punish, you understand? Instead of doing that, you understand? Say to your family, we are Muslims. You understand? And the way of Muslims is that we do this. Allah is going to be rewarding us. When Allah is prohibiting us uh, from something, it is not because Allah will benefit. When Allah is obligating us with something, it is not because Allah will benefit. Allah obligates us with that which is essential. That which we need. And Allah is prohibiting us from that which is harmful to us. You understand? Yeah. When Allah commands, when Allah prohibits, it is coming from love. You understand? And in a like manner, you must do the same thing. And yeah, I just want to add the following as well, Molina. Allah is commanding that which is fard. Allah is yeah. prohibiting that which is haram. That which is mustahab in sunnah, Allah recommends. That which is makru, Allah discourages. Unfortunately, sometimes in our da'wah, we are so eager that we command the mustahab and we Amen. prohibit the makru. You understand? So we are higher than Allah now. You understand? Right. So sometimes there's error in the da'wah. You understand? Command right. what Allah commands. Recommend what Allah recommends. Prohibit what Allah prohibits. You understand? And discourage what Allah discourages. You understand? Right. If we do things right, inshallah, there will be more barakah. 
and there will be more efficacy. But we must remember there were Ambiya that made dawah for hundreds of years. You understand? Yeah. And they couldn't get people on the haq. We must no, no, remember that there were Ambiya to... who had family yes. members. Maaf, I don't quickly say this, Mawlana. No, no, bismillah. bismillah. Nabi Nuh and his son, Allahu Akbar. You mm. understand? Nabi Lut and his wife. Regarding yeah, Nabi yeah. Lut and his son, I just want to mention Mullah Zakaria Philander. He made yeah. a potent statement in one of his Jumas. I must, I just yeah. I want to remember, mention this. He says in the Quran, there are two fathers and there are two sons. One father invites his son to death, Nabi Ibrahim, mm. and the son accepts. You understand? Nobody dies and they enter into the obedience of Allah. Another father invites his son to life, Nabi Nuh, and the son rejects, and so the son ends up dying. You understand? So here is a reminder to us, the love that parents have for their children, but greater than that is the love that we have for Allah. And a reminder mm -hmm. to children that your parents don't want to really rule your world, man. You understand? Mm -hmm. Your parents don't want to rule your world. They want the best for you. You, 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 you are their flesh. You are flesh mm -hmm. of the flesh. As the Prophet of Allah said regarding Fatima Radlanha. Fatima is a piece of my flesh. Whatever hurts mm -hmm. Fatima hurts me. You understand? Your, your, your parents want the best for you. You understand? Mm -hmm. Maybe sometimes they're a little bit too harsh. Maybe sometimes there isn't wisdom. But who is perfect, Molina? I'm not a perfect yeah. father. Are you a perfect father, Molina? No. <laughs> I'm not a in perfect fact, husband. In fact, what I wanted to say, uh, you know, it, it's exactly tying into this, Molina. We, I was in Attica with uh, Buta Hanif in Stanger. Yes. And uh, I asked Buta Hanif because uh, I just looked at him and his family and I just admired what the man Inshallah. achieved with his family. And I asked Buta Hanif, how can I get what you have? I'm not sure if I'm allowed to share this, but I just feel compelled to share this in Buddha Hanif. He told me, Maulana, I have daughters and I have a wife. I didn't force my daughters into niqab. They went into niqab on their own. Mashallah. I am strict about Allah's deen, but when it comes to having fun, I'm the most fun loving person that they have. Mashallah, Mashallah I will for make things that. exciting for them. Mashallah, I will make Mashallah. things I will make things uh, live in the, you know, like like alive for them. That's it. That's an aspect of what the Hanif that wasn't mentioned, Molana. Uh, we spoke about it just yesterday, Molana. You understand? Yeah. But the Hanif was a serious man about things where they do. You need seriousness. Yes. But he was always yes. one of the most funny and jovial piece in the people that you can imagine. Absolutely. So, so they, uh, his family, according to my understanding of his advice, was they were more than ready to live the life because he would give them that balance that that one seeks. And again, this is what Malala Ali was saying. You know, when when somebody becomes pious, that doesn't equate to somebody becoming serious. You know, it, oh, it does. Like Molna says it. I, I don't. I don't even want to say Molna. You say it in a very nice way about how you need to. It's now and then have something halal. How does Malna say that again? Sometimes we do a bit losrak when it's stuck halal. What do I mean by that, Malna? I mean by that that if your soul does not find release in halal, then Ayo. you are going to hanker after haram. You understand? Yeah. So we need to do some fun halal things. You understand? So that our soul can enter into a state of sakina, tranquility. Yeah. Uh, what is the best way to protect against haram? To fulfill the need in halal. That is Allah. the best way to protect against haram. Like if you look at zina, 
What is the best way to protect yourself from zina? Get married. Enter mm. into nikah. You understand? And, and what have, is the and best have a way? good and active marriage. Yes, that's it. You understand? Enter no. into nikah that is a nikah that is fulfilling. You understand? Mm. Your aims and objectives in marriage, fulfill it. Uh, this is a, a thing that is happening in counseling sometimes, Molina. Uh, mm. You'll have a husband, he's beating his wife. You understand? So now they come for mm. counseling. So now during the counseling session, his wife maybe wants to exit the marriage. Now he's saying to me, Molina, but nikah, Molina, is a very holy thing, Molina. Ayo. You understand? Ayo. We cannot break a marriage, Molina. So my response <laughs> to him is, oh, when your wife wants out of a marriage where she's being beaten, then the marriage is holy. But when mm. you are beating her, then the marriage is not holy. Yeah, Rob. So that is not how it works, Molina. People get married to fulfill certain objectives. You understand? Mm. A man must bring a certain value to the table. A wife must bring a certain value to the table. You understand? Mm. When that value is brought, Alhamdulillah, that marriage, it can be a Jannah on earth. And mm. yeah, I just want to say that Ibn Taymiyyah, Rahimullah, it said that there is a Jannah on earth. Those that do not enter into that Jannah, they will probably not enter into the Jannah of the year after. Yeah, Rabbi. You understand? And Alhamdulillah, Abu Tahalif, he loved the Jannah by the grace of Allah. You understand? Mm. He was, I must say, he was hard bizarre medawa, but at the same time, he was making his jokes and he was having his fun. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. In fact, it was, it was one of his methods of da'wah. He would come I to know. a shop and then a few rough guys would be standing outside, what we in Cape Town call skirkis. You understand? Yeah. Some skirkis would be standing outside. Then Buddha Hanif would buy a few extra cokes or a few packets of chips and then he would go over to them and give them some cokes and some chips and da'abakhani yeah. da'wah. Do you understand? Do you understand? Do you understand? Malina, uh, you understand? Uh, Malina made a request earlier on uh, and I've got a bit of a surprise for Malina. Yes. Assalamu alaikum oh, wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Allahu Akbar. Sheikh, mashallah. Bismillah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Sheikh, Jazakallah khair for joining us on uh, not even short notice, on instant notice. Mashallah, <laughs> mashallah. <laughs> But Malina Mu'ad had a brilliant point. Allah. Malina Mu'ad had a brilliant point and he requested that we allow Sheikh Hassan to, to come on board and just uh, relate your experience. Malina, was there a specific, was there a specific uh, angle that, that uh, Malina wanted Sheikh Hassan to, to mention? Uh, what I, what I, the reason I asked for Sheikh Hassan is that uh, obviously I, I, I've known Buddha Hanif. But how many no. years have I known Buddha Hanif? And how many years have the people of Weinberg such as Sheikh Ihsan, how many years have they known him? You understand? And some of the, the experiences of Buddha Hanif, uh, like losing his father uh, early in his life, Sheikh Ihsan has similar experiences as well. And I think that right. Sheikh Ihsan can really uh, contribute uh, to this discussion much better than I can, uh, inshallah. can see Sheikh Ihsan is a hafid. You see that, that rocking... Even if she said wanted to stop that, he wouldn't be able to. Allahu Akbar. Alhamdulillah. You know, uh, first of all, I think I was the only one that called Buddha Hanif Abu Hanifa. Abu Hanifa, mashallah. Yeah, I know it, it doesn't work that way, but I just chose, I told him, I know it's not so, but I will call you Abu Hanifa. And always when I meet him, I would say, Assalamu alaikum wa Abu Hanifa. And yeah. when I 
I would write to him messages. I would also say Abu Hanifa. Uh, I know you are not the father of Hanifa, but <laughs> that is how uh, I, uh, I address you. I, I, if, if, if I could just say, uh, Sheikh Hassan, that that was actually one of the favorite joke styles of Huda Hanif. Like, for example, right. he, wouldn't, he, 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 he wouldn't go to Macro. He would go to Macro. Yeah. <laughs> to my crew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you like this play, like... play on the words, mashallah. Yes, yes. Yeah. And uh, Alhamdulillah, I think where I really enjoyed this company was in Palestine. Mashallah. We spent uh, six nights in Palestine together. Mashallah. And myself, uh, Maulana Ali, Maulana Zahir, uh, Hanif and uh, uh, brother Rafiq Baigas, and me and Buta Hanif, we were in one room. And then there were times that we moved around alone. And Wallahi, um, like it was mentioned before, that he was someone that would go into detail with things, and mm. nothing misses his eyes. Mm. Um, and that you will go into deep discussion. And uh, one day we walked, we, we went to the Christian side of Palestine with a guide. And we were walking together and then we just noticed he's not around. And because of his inquisitiveness by stopping at some place and looking and we walked and then we were worried because we didn't see him and we waited for some time. And then, alhamdulillah, eventually we got him. And then he said, someone just stood in front of him and said, just act normal. What are you doing here? And all this, and he went into detail. So because of him looking around, you know, there's everywhere, like we say in, 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 in Muhabarat, so the 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 the, Palestine, the the Israeli Mukhabarat was actually stopping him and wanted to know what he's looking at and all this. And he said he's a Taurus and all that stuff. And eventually they left him. And he did not have his phone with. So there was no way that he could contact us. And it was just by the Qudra of Allah that we bumped into him again. And then that was a whole discussion of how we explained about what happened and that. And Alhamdulillah, we went to many places and he would engage everyone. And uh, Alhamdulillah, we had a fantastic time. And then also from there, we went to Turkey and me and him spent most of the time together. And I told him, look here, personally, I'm not adventurous. But I know you are very adventurous. I can be adventurous with someone that's adventurous. But on my own, I'm not adventurous. So you take the lead. Then I would tell him, see, I know you have a heart problem. If you have to rest, just say, let's wait. He said, we can rest when we get back. Uh. We're not, we don't have a lot of time here. So we make the most of it. And then I would, I mean, Ya Salam, you'd never say that he's got a heart problem. Like, I think like through what his brother-in-law said the other night, that when he had a, 
this uh, stands in. They put the turbo in. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because you don't know when to stop. So Alhamdulillah, it, it is, uh, he was really one of a kind. Alhamdulillah. That's now besides uh, uh, interacting with him here. Like many a times coming out of masjid, then sometimes I would, I would hope I don't get him outside. Because, you know, <laughs> Alhamdulillah, it's habit between Maghrib and Isha, you recite. So now I come from the mosque, and then I have to recite. And then my wife would ask, yo, you took your own time. I say, you know, Hanif. <laughs> 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 you would talk about so many things. But uh, yeah. Alhamdulillah, always you would ask, how's the school and things like that. And... Alhamdulillah, his daughter finished the Hifzia, uh, Aisha. Uh, she finished the Hifzia by us, Alhamdulillah. And then she went on. But he always had the concern of the school, Alhamdulillah. Farakal so there's so much just... that we can say about him. Uh, and Wallahi, you still miss him. You still miss him. No. Sheikh Hassan, Jazakallah Khair for joining us. It's such a pleasure to, to have Sheikh Hassan on, uh, on with us and uh, to yes, see that, that, that uh, the lover of the Qur'an that we know joining us in action. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Barakallah fikum. Please keep us in your dua, Sheikh. Inshallah, da'iman, da'iman. Alhamdulillah. I would like to... Uh, okay, Khair, Barakallah fikum. Uh, Sheikh Hassan, shukran again. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. All the best, inshallah. Right. Assalamu alaikum. You keep well, you keep well, mashallah. Barakallah fikum. Uh, Malina, if if I may, um, uh, I've I've mentioned the other night, and I'm mentioning now again that you know we're starting this this venture of uh, the Isnad Academy, and the yes. idea is primarily uh, online learning. You know, like uh, many yes. many institutes overseas have uh, Orthodox Islamic learning online, so that people can you know learn from the comfort of their homes. And of course, we've seen in the pandemic the the great need for this. Uh, I'd like to just ask Monana uh, about the concept of Isnad in Deen and the importance of it in just a minute or so, just to give people an understanding of the idea of what exactly is Isnad Academy, if Monana doesn't mind, inshallah. Okay, right. But uh, this is basically what it comes down to. Uh, perhaps if, if, if I could explain it in, 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 in a bit of a more picturesque manner. Uh, what is the Prophet of Allah? The Prophet of Allah is that first candle of Iman. You understand? And so that candle of Iman made contact with other candles. And the flame of Iman was passed. Right? Those candles were the Sahaba Radlanhum. Then, in order for you to get the, can, the, 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 the light that the candle has to offer, you must now make contact with those candles. So in Islam, uh, we don't just want to say that this was said. We want to know who said it. And if you didn't make direct contact with that person, you understand? Then you must tell us who you got it from, who got it from that person. Right? So here the aim is to ensure that things are authentic. Right? In Islam, in the religious texts, there are a number of things to consider. One of which is how authentic is it? Right? Yeah. And everything in Islam must come from Allah. So does this really come from Allah? Like with the Quran, we have no worries, alhamdulillah. The, 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 the sanat of the Quran is 100%. But people are quoting a hadith left, right, and center. 
people are quoting things and they call it historical fact, left, right, and center. How do we know that it is the truth? You understand? To say it in a different way. Somebody quoted a hadith to me one day, Molina, and then I told him the hadith is inauthentic. Mm. Then he told me, how can the hadith be inauthentic? The kitab that I read from said Aisha says so. So I, I said was to standing, him, I was pressure. standing next to Molina when this person said that. I remember yeah. this as clear so as I, so I said, I said to him in a joking fashion, are you eating Nando's with Auntie with Aisha Rlana? Do you yes, know what yeah. Aisha Rlana had said? You understand? So you got no direct contact with Aisha Rlana, but mm. you want to say that Aisha Rlana said it. So how mm. do we know that Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, said such a thing? So thus mm. we know via Sanat. You understand? And it is one of the distinctions that Allah gave this Ummah. People are writing lots of uh, books of history. You understand? And uh, then they are making claims. One of the things I've noticed, like if I lived in District 6, now Bolena is a historian. Now you come to me and then you want to know what was District 6 like. So I'm going to give you my understanding. And the story that I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be the hero of that story. You understand? And then yeah. you, the historian, will just enter that in your book of history as historical fact. Right. Did you test my memory? No, you didn't. Did you test my truthfulness? No, you didn't. In Islam, however, these things are important. And that is where Sanat comes in. Every yeah. individual that is saying that the Prophet of Allah said so, you understand? Is that a man of integrity that wouldn't lie? Is that a man that has good memory, that is actually able to tell you what really happened? Then who did he tell it? 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 Until it comes to you, Maulana Irshad Siddiq. So we Muslims, we still keep this thing alive. You understand? If you have, if you have uh, studied Bukhari by your teacher, your teacher will give you his sanat. From him, directly up to the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. We have that direct chain. There are no missing links in that chain, and we have ensured that every link in that chain, they are people of integrity, and they are people of good memory that can accurately uh, narrate what it is that they heard from their teachers. Uh, this is uh, one of the laws of Islam. Uh, knowledge comes via being a student. You understand? You can't just out of the blue now say you're an alim. Who's mm. your teachers? No, no, I don't mm. have a teacher. I read the Quran directly. I read the Hadith yeah. directly. No. You must learn from somebody who learned from somebody who learned from somebody who learned from somebody who took directly from the Mubarak mouth of the Prophet of Allah. You understand? Yeah. That is where the Barakah lies and that is how we ensure that things are authentic. So, in my understanding of Isnad Academy, the idea is to offer people authentic knowledge. You understand? Authentic knowledge. Ninet, iman et khaseni, kila wa kal. You understand? Iman et khaseni, visi iman uzbiti. You understand? We want to know the people that said this, are they qualified individuals? You understand? Are they individuals that we can trust? Uh, are they individuals that have good memory and good perception and good understanding? These are the things that we want to know. So in my limited understanding of Isnada Kenami, and obviously Molina can add better, I think the idea is to put authentic knowledge uh, out there. Knowledge that you can depend upon. Knowledge that, inshallah, the day you die, a crane is kirki. You understand? Lots of people think they're great alims. And the day they die, they think they're going to be in the line to Jannah. 
then they discover they're in the line to Jannam. So yeah, inshallah, it's not the academy. The aim is on the day of Kiyama, inshallah, you're in the line to Jannah, inshallah. Amen, Yorub, amen. And pious actions, inshallah. Jazakum that's brilliantly said, Mullah, I couldn't have said it better myself. And Mullah will certainly be one of the teachers that you will call upon to bring, uh, you know, authentic knowledge in uh, an online platform to the rest of the world and allow uh, our teachings to be uh, you know accessible to to one and all for contemporary audiences in a contemporary setting but still maintaining that orthodox islam without having to uh, what's the word compromise our deen you know by changing this and changing that in order to accommodate for the way of the modern world uh, it was a pleasure and privilege to have my teacher my ustad Malana Mu'ad ali uh, on board with us and all of our teachers who are on, uh, on board and all of those who still uh, will join us I really hope and pray that the program was of benefit yes it was a tribute to our late brother Al-Marhum Buddha Hanif Abrams but at the same time uh, ultimately and I think the subjective was really Alhamdulillah attained is that uh, we could all see that we can all make a difference and we should all try to make a difference uh, to the best of our ability. Jazakumullah khairan. Keep us in your du'as and we will keep you in, in our du'as inshallah. Don't forget Buddha Hanif and his family in your du'as as well. Don't forget the project of Khair, uh, Project Ma'ida and uh, Discover Islam Center and all of the other projects that have been mentioned and highlighted. And again, like Manila Zakaria said, don't just give of your wealth. Allah doesn't only ask us to give us of our uh, to give him of our wealth. He also asks to give of yourselves. So go physically and join these organizations and give of your time and your effort. And be idni Taala, Allah will accept. Allah. Any any last comments from your side before I conclude? Malam Muad. Anything from your side? I just wanted to thank you, Molanat, for giving me the, 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 the honor and privilege oh, to speak about uh, this great man of da'wah uh, that is uh, Buddha Hanif. Are you not able to hear me? No, I can hear Molana. It was just a delay. Okay, I it appears I, I, that I'm having connection problems again, Molana. So I think we've rather ended. Jazakumullah khair for allowing me to be part uh, of the program. خير وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وبحمده سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد ان لا اله الا انت نستغفرك ونتوب اليك Are you able to